panel. I mean, Colin's still here. Uh, we've still got Francesca. We've got Sharon. Uh, they're faces we've grown to know and love. Uh, yep. Voices yep. that we, we could... We stay as we're not going anywhere. Yeah, we're <laughs> staying with Colin. We've grown very fond of the sound of their voices. Thank you. Uh, and joining the panel is James Sackle. He's the founder of Karma 3. He spends his time assessing how he can use fly larvae for sustainable food management. He's, I mean, it sounds like a joke, but this is uh, <laughs> powerful. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is constantly thinking of a better future, fly larvae-based better futures. And, and, and he has, I, I want to I finish with his tagline. This is great. This is James Sackle saving the earth with an army of insects. Mm. Yeah, I've that never been. Oh. <laughs> I've never but been more excited. Before we get into the topic, tell us about that. All right. So the business is called Karma and uh, we, we do have an army of insects. Uh, we just use them to process food waste. Uh, and what we do with the insects sort of after they've finished eating uh, is turn them into sustainable protein additives. Um, so, for instance, dog food. So um, that's, uh, that's what we do at uh, ironically called Karma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All perfectly called karma. I love All it. perfectly, yeah, correct. Beautiful. Is this an um, Australian innovation? You, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've got a got a team of uh, eight, uh, but uh, I founded it with my brother-in-law three years ago. Wow. Um, so, it, uh, yeah, it was a crazy idea back then, and it still kind of seems a bit like a crazy idea. But um, we've uh, we've now got customers, so it can't be that crazy. Wow. <laughs> More than the insects. That aren't insects. Yeah, yeah. that aren't insects. Yeah, yes, right. exactly. It does sound like you could team up with uh, an army of uh, seasonal fruit pickers as well. <laughs> and work together. Any of the food that they're, that they're not picking, Absolutely. send the fly larvae in. It's a win-win. Uh, but we're not discussing fly larvae, although it may come up. Hopefully, fingers hopefully crossed. Hopefully uh, We're discussing why skills will be the new job currency. Take it away. Thank you. Sharon. Mm, Colin. Um, you and I... At the table, at the, this metaphoric table, probably yep. our careers are at the back end more than the starting end. We've got a long line. We've got a long line. Yeah. Um, the skills that we work on, the skills that you think you need to continue to develop and grow, mm. um, that you haven't nailed yet, that you're still learning about. I learnt in the last podcast, for instance, you're always learning. Yeah. Seeing people for who they are, yep. um, being human. Connection, the empathy piece, constant everyday learning, yeah. um, which is a behaviour for me. I say that's a, and be mindful around that. Um, Meaning it, you have to work at it. Taking the time to sit back and observe it to make sure I am present. Does that make sense? That yeah. that that's the one. You can have as much domain knowledge as you like, but if you can't show up and be authentic and be human and and feel, yeah, you're not in the game. Yeah, yeah. Let me go straight to you, James. What sort of skills does it take to do something that sounds entrepreneurial, sounds innovative, sounds like a huge upside and perhaps a huge downside at the same time? Like, what does it take? Look, I think uh, if you're, you're trying anything uh, that's innovative, um, I, I, you know, I'm not sure whether whether um, turning a blind eye is a skill, um, but I think you do need to uh, focus on the, the, the optimistic rather than the pessimistic. Uh, and you do need a, a you know, healthy or unhealthy sense of, of self-belief. Um, so from, you know, that's a non-technical skill that um, I think you, know, you, you need to possess. Um, but uh, on the flip side, 
uh, you need to obviously have the skills to uh, complete the task at hand or be skillful at uh, selecting the people that do have the requisite skill sets to get the job done. Mm. So a level of self-awareness, a level of... Yeah, uh, maybe maybe a uh, an elevated level of self-awareness possibly or yeah. yeah tell, tell me so tell me more about that like that you almost have to have a, a sense of strong belief you need to have conviction in what your idea is right. uh and uh, there'll always be people that will try to you know pull the idea down um pull you down uh and it really is a uh you know a, a skill of sort of realigning um like you always focus on what the goal is uh you know no matter what happened what what has happened during the day um when you, your head hits the pillow, you have to think about what I'm actually doing this for. Um, and that sort of, uh, you know, um, it makes everything a lot brighter. Like you realise that, you know, these are just small little bumps along the road. Um, and uh, So people, there are naysayers, there are people that are just... Yeah, 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 plenty. Um, yeah. I, I, what keeps you going is... The, the line of sight to the goal. So you really need to, you know, uh, push away the... Uh, you know, those little hurdles. In the scheme of things, they're not, not large hurdles. Um, and uh, really focus on what you have set out to do, uh, regardless of what anybody says. Um, I think uh, your confidence breeds confidence. And there's a wonderful... And we've talked about this before in different conversations, um, between resilience and grit. For me, grit is um, everything will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it's not the end. So you've got to have, for me, it's bucket loads of grit to do that sort of stuff. Yeah. Grit and resilience. Grit and resilience. And, and I see the grit very quite different to resilience. Yeah. Mm. I pose the actual question to you, Francesca. So what, why are skills the new currency? Um, hmm. Why are they so important? I would... Can I potentially flip the question? Please. Go uh, <laughs> I'm curious around if before we can even look at skills, if the mindset piece, and it talks to what James was saying, needs to be right first. Because um, I recently read a term called epistemological modesty. And um, it's basically an adage. Have you got that? Hashtag? It's a tongue, <laughs> a tongue twister. Say something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's essentially, it's a belief grounded in the mindset of always l having to learn, yep. adapt, unlearn. So I'm curious around if um, we kind of go through work with that mindset first because then the skills come after. Um, and it's the same with an organisation. They have to have that mindset so that can create a learning organisation, but the individual also has to have the want to learn and having... Um, I think what they're called, it's a psychological principle called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Um, and that's basically cognitive bias and thinking that we our cognitive ability is higher than what it is. So having that... I know. Uh, I love this one. Yeah. Love it. And having... Love it. And I recently read about... I was aware of metacognition, but if... And this speaks to leadership if you don't have metacognition and you're not aware and understand your own thought processes then the future looks a bit scary because you're never challenging what you think and the kind of rounding up to your question in terms of skills I think sense making is the skill of the 21st century and it's needed you're nodding a lot 
I am not. I'm really curious because, like, in the world of fish lava and the world of I can't even pronounce some of those things. Like, why are you nodding so much? Because uh, I really do feel like you, you, even if you don't have the skills to begin with, uh, if you've got the desire and, you know, it's you're going to move mountains to get there and uh, if it means acquiring new skills, you're going to do it. Um, almost by sort of osmosis. Right. Uh, you're going to, if you have to do it, it's the Bear grills type thing. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Good old Bear grills. Adapt, survive, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's why, I'm, uh, that's why I'm agreeing so much with Fran. One of the things I... Don't know. Um, this is this is an, not an either or. This is an and point. In organisations, we put a lot of effort into mindset, attitudes, examining that. It's helped with mindfulness, etc. One of the things that those two people over there do, Rick and Amanda, is to get up on stage uh, to improvise without the benefit of a script, without the benefit of props or benefit of costumes. If you've seen, thank God you're here. Whose line is it anyway? They practice their skills, like seriously practice things, even like listening skills. Um, one of the things I don't think we do at all in organisational life is we talk about the theory of stuff, we explore the mindset, but we actually don't even practice these things. So I'm interested in your take on that. Sharon, you're nodding there. Like, there's, What does that mean for you? Well, isn't it the classic line where God gave you two ears and one mouth? <laughs> so two to listen with, one to, to speak with. Um, so the question is around mindset. Is that what you're asking? Uh, it's 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 our. I'm struck by how if you want to be elite at something, yeah, you practice, you rehearse, yeah, um, and yet we don't practice conversations, we don't practice meetings, we don't practice decision making, we don't practice. Um, because I think, well, for me, I think we make the assumption that, you know, we, we write up these beautiful job descriptions and sometimes they're three and four pages and at the end of the day you think, what are they being asked to do? And, and we practice that rather than actually get simplified down, which is why we're curious around, and what we're not curious, we're saying it's, it's around the skills bit because we want to actually un unpack all that stuff and say what is the activities that are needing to be done? And we're... Ex we're hiring based on um, a subject domain or knowledge domain rather than some activities that people have some skills to do. So it's like if you do the meeting thing, we assume people know how to run meetings. Yeah. Well, how do we know? We've got to actually teach them. And I think the other thing around what this generation, because you and I on this side of the invisible table with our lifelong, um, they're not going to do what we've done, which is learn, do, potentially retire, they're going to do learn, do, learn, do, and apparently rest, then <laughs> learn and repeat it. So there's yeah. that lifelong learning, which is absolutely awesome. So that's where I think the challenge for organisations when we job role rather than skills, skill set. James, you're talking to a lot of HR people in the, ro in, in the room. Yes. They have some influence, whether they're working with small business, big business, effect on others, yes. what would you, you know, if you, if you got a chance to even look at their curriculums of learning and development, what would you say are the skills that probably are missing? In HR? Uh, well, no, in terms or of within. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you can go there if you yeah, want. Tell us. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get home safely to uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably the question of what would you love to think HR people could influence around the types of skills that we can equip everyone with? 
we are a thriving, potentially thriving economy, yeah. innovative economy here in Australia. What are we not investing in? I think you're not investing in, uh, or not you, but the the the, uh, the workforce industry as a whole uh, isn't investing in explorative technology. Um, so actually figuring out what skills people have. Um, we're sort of pigeonholed by uh, a job title. Right. Uh, you know, you're a CEO, you're an HR manager, but you have skills, everybody has skills outside of what they're hired to do. Uh, and I think organisations as part of being a lot more agile, which, you know, is, again, a hashtag. You can Buzzword. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you really do need to sort of, you know, see your people for exactly who they are um, and, you know, take the chance and give work to them outside of what their existing job title is. I think that's what's really missing. Yeah. Um, you know, people of my parents' generation, for instance, they are, you know, hard and fast pigeonholed into a title. You know, I'm an architect or I'm a doctor. Um, it's all well and good, but you, you're probably a whole heap more. Um, and I think realising that about people and taking the punt on them is, uh, is what's missing. And taking a punt on them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the, um, I think it's, it's FYP, Federation of Young People. They've been really clever. Go and Google them, by the way, people. And they've written a report for um, young people coming out of school and into university. And they've um, categorised um, careers in seven sectors. And their, their research is saying out of those seven sectors, 13 skills are transferable between sector. And they give an example of an environmental scientist and, a, and an architect. And 13 of those skills are transferable. But if I was a recruiter, I wouldn't look at an environmental scientist to go to an architect. So they're getting the young people right. The organisations, we're not, we're not connecting to that. So maybe the talent shortage isn't maybe quite what it is. Correct. Yeah? Yeah, what? I would 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, Keep going with being, it. Being, uh, you know, involved in a small company or several small companies, uh, by you know necessity, you need people to do a broad range of things and you would be blown away by what they were able to do. Um, and who knows, maybe they're bluffing it, but they're, you know, they exhibit skills that you didn't hire them for nor know, know that they had on their resume. Yeah. Mm. How much does this connect with you, Francesca? I agree. I think um, we hire for redundancy, essentially. So you have like... Um, <laughs> Um, position descriptions that you've had for like a thousand years um, and then you, you 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 give it to your team and you say you know let's just adapt it and ask the hiring manager what the, they want for this role the skill sets are varied for the same role and then you the, the person's already redundant when they enter the door I mean, you're not using your data to assess the skills and if you actually had the data from the beginning with your, if you want to use, say, applicant tracking systems, you would have those that data to inform your decisions when it came to talent pipelines, when it even came to redundancies, because you would be able to say, this person has the right skill set, let's redeploy them, as opposed to just s scrapping. That's what the two of you mean by hacking HR, don't you? Absolutely. Like you, yeah. Absolutely. And Meaning you want to disrupt some things that have served us well. Mm. Okay, they've served us well, but... That that's, uh, we suspect they won't serve as well into oh, the future. Yeah, absolutely correct. And Fran's a classic example. You've all followed us on LinkedIn. The artwork's coming from here. Her organisation probably has no idea how creative she is because it's not. We're not seeing it. We're not collecting the data, and we're not using it. 
Yep. So it's what James is saying. It's all this hidden talent. Mm. He probably finds it because he's got smaller organisations. Yep. Bigger ones, we don't find it. So we move it out or they choose to move out because they're not fully working to their strength. Yeah. James? I was going to say, I think, uh, you know, maybe speaking out of school, but I think it's easier not to see. Um, like if you, you know, you'd open up a Pandora's box about, uh, you know, exploring into people and, uh, you know, putting them forward for things in a big organisation and a small organisation you have to do it. But um, I think there needs to be a, uh, you know, C-level mindset shift uh, in large organisations to actually, you know, even sandbox it, like do, a, do an experiment, see how it goes and see what effect it has. It's like the, you know, four-day work week. Uh, it's done tremendously well. Yeah. Mm, I like that idea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, land one final question to you, which has been thematically something that's come up throughout the discussions, and it's kind of what is your purpose? What, what are you here to do? And then I'll ask the two of you to kind of sum up the topic as well and because uh, we're in the last minute. Mm. James, your purpose, what are you here to do? Uh, specifically tonight? In, in, in your on life. A, on Earth. On Earth. Earth. Right. Okay. Let's get, let's get let's really get ambitious. Gee. And you're giving me a minute. Really deep. Okay. <laughs> Who won The Bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone know? No. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Look, I, I think, uh, you know, broad brush speaking without going into too much detail, uh, it is to improve things um, no matter what really. I mean, you know, if you're going to uh, put your time and energy uh, into something, it should be something that you have a good chance of improving or something that ought to be improved. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it as, as open-ended as that. Thank you. Thank you. Currency, the skills and currency, what's the mes final message from you, Sharon? We're all more than our job role. Yeah, like it. It's as simple as that. More than our job role. We're all, all of us, we're all more than our job role or our um, calling card, business card, whatever you want to call it, yeah. the job title. You're more than that. Francesca? I feel like that's a hard one to follow. That was good. Um, <laughs> what was the question? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we... On that note. <laughs> <laughs> the end. It's been a big day. It's been, this has been 12 months in the making. I feel like my brain is fried. I know. How do you feel? Like my brain is fried. <laughs> is this what you thought it was going to be like? Yeah. Remember when we first met? Yeah. At the, um, where was it? The coffee shop. And Little Collins. That there was a Docklands? No. No. Little Collins Street. But it was with coffee and I think that's the main key takeaway there. The power of coffee. Yeah. We've solved the world we over. Have. And that's why we're tired right at this end. <laughs> we have no caffeine. <laughs> we have no caffeine. <laughs> Thank you so much to our wonderful panel for these wonderful conversations. Thanks, everyone. Hello, this is Amanda Buckley from Leadership of Fools, and we've got some exciting news in the world of HR. I'm joined by Francesca Silva. Hi, Fran. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Absolutely welcome. I'll leave it to you to tell us what's coming up. So we've got a, a global online conference and workshop taking place in March from the 3rd of March all the way through to March 6th. Awesome. And now what does this conference entail? What, what are people going to get from this conference? So um, they can expect 60 hours of free and online content delivered via keynote sessions panels, some breakout sessions, and a one-day workshop. So we're actually covering the full spectrum of all things important for HR at the intersection of future of work, technology, innovation, 
people and organisations. Amazing. And and how much is this uh, conference going to cost people? Well, um, great news is that it's free. Free. It's online and um, it's a global event. So if you want to find out more, head over to our Hacking HR website. Awesome. Thank you so much, Fran. It looks like there's exciting times for Hacking HR and HR in general in 2020. Definitely. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you. Bye. We make Leadership of Fools because we love it and because we believe that conversations are more important now than ever before. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, leave us a review. We'd love to know what you think. You can also check out extra content that we upload onto our LinkedIn page at Leadership of Fools. Thanks again once more. And until next time, goodbye.